I need a moment. Oh my goodness. Welcome to worship. <laughs> Nine months to the day that we made the painful decision to uh, shut our doors to worship, and here we are welcoming people back in. We are so grateful for this opportunity to have you join us, whether you are physically here with us, whether you are live streaming with us. We have been so blessed as a faith community over these many, many months. We have been blessed by all of you and your presence. Please know that your presence has always been felt in this place, even when you are physically not here. And we are just so grateful that we have been able to get to this moment. We still have a road ahead, but we are, it's a joyful morning. Praise God. Amen. I have a few quick announcements that I would love to share with you all. So this evening, our friends at uh, St. Paul's Presbyterian Church here in Livonia have invited us to an outdoor caroling in your car event in their parking lot. And their church is located uh, basically at the corner of Five Mile and Inkster. So if you want to come out and sit in your car, and I guess they're going to project words up on a screen and they're using their radio station. So if you are looking for a little bit of Christmas joy, that is uh, actually this afternoon at 4 p.m. Also, just a quick uh, note for all of you who are here in the sanctuary this morning, just a friendly reminder that unfortunately singing is still really not a great practice for us right now. So when we have our hymns and responses, we do invite you to sing real softly or hum behind your masks. We have had incredible outpouring of support for our Deacon's Food Ministry and our Deacon's Food Pantry. It's amazing. I guess the Boy Scouts showed up in a big way yesterday, so the Deacons are in a really good place for their food delivery for next week. Um, but if you still have some donations you want to bring, go for it. They will not be turned away. And then also for those of you who are here this morning, if you had your picture taken in the pictorial directory over a year ago, they are available for you to take home with you today. They're on a table back in the uh, narthex. And of course, there are other announcements for you to check out in your bulletin or online. So please take your time to do that. And uh, just um, some updates on some church members for you that I'd like to share. Uh, our, our friend Jack Backus will be entering into hospice care this week. So we need to uh, keep Jack and Joyce and that entire family in our prayers in these coming days. Um, prayers for uh, Denise Gerger with upcoming surgery. Uh, Rick and Karen Hanna are recovering from a really tough bout with COVID. And on top of that, Karen lost her brother to COVID on November 24th. So we will keep them in our prayers. Uh, Sally Roach is struggling. Um, she is back at home, I believe. Uh, we need to keep her in our prayers. And then Debbie Sanderson was in the hospital brief briefly last night with some issues, but she is now back home as well. Also, as you, we have already announced that uh, Marilyn Coleman has passed away. We're going to continue to keep uh, Marilyn's family in our prayers, longtime 50-year member. Uh, we're going to keep the Beatle family in our prayer as Kurt's stepfather, Theo, has passed away. And then yesterday, we received the news that Bob Barnes has also passed, a very longtime member here at Rosedale, very active with his wife in the deacon's ministry. And then we will also lift up the Eikhoff, Bruce, and Roos families as they lost uh, family member Sheila. So with that, my friends, let us worship God.
Please join us in the opening litany printed in the bulletin. Last Sunday, the candle of peace was lit. We light it and the candle of hope again as we, we remember, remember that Christ will come again and bring to the world everlasting peace. The third candle of Advent is the candle of joy. It reminds us of the joy that Mary felt when the angel Gabriel told her that a special child would be born to her, a child who would save and deliver his people. God wants us all to have joy. The angel who announced to the shepherds that Jesus had been born told them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news of a great joy for all people. For to you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. We you light this candle to remember that Christ brings the promise of new life, a life in which the blind receive sight, the lame walk, and the prisoners are set free. We light to remember that Christ is the bringer of true and everlasting joy. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for the joy you bring us. Help us prepare our hearts for this gift. Bless our worship in this moment and in this place. Guide us in all that we say and do in every moment and every place. We ask it in the name of the one born in Bethlehem. Amen. Dios generoso, te damos las gracias por la alegría que nos traes. Ayúdanos a preparar nuestros corazones para este regalo. Bendita sea nuestra adoración en este momento y en este lugar. Guíanos en todo lo que nos decimos y hacemos en cada momento y en cada lugar. Te lo pedimos en nombre del que nació en Belén. Amén. Amén. So please take a look at the very top of your bulletin, and I would like you to join me in saying the verse of the day. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength.
God's love has been shown to us in the one true light, Jesus Christ. as if that light made no difference to us. Merciful Savior, we have the best of intentions, wanting to create memorable celebrations of your incarnation. We confess, though, that we get off track. At times, we fail to be your light to our hurting world. We sing Christmas carols with great joy that speak of your love yet often miss the opportunities you put before us to share it. Forgive us, Lord. Turn us round right. Restore us to a joy in this sacred. Breathe life into your faith journey. Equip us with your Holy Spirit to bring Advent's light to others. Amen. In Jesus Christ, we are loved, we are forgiven. just waiting, waiting in line at the grocery store, waiting to see the doctor, waiting for recess to begin at school, waiting, waiting, waiting. We do a lot of waiting. In his book, Oh, the Places You'll Go, Dr. Seuss writes about a place that he calls the waiting place. Now he calls this place a useless place. And here's what he says about the waiting place. People are just waiting, waiting for a train to go or a bus to come or a plane to go or the mail to come or the rain to go or the phone to ring or the snow to snow or waiting around for a yes or a no or waiting for their hair on their head to grow. Everyone is just waiting. Well, that's true, and I don't know about you, but I really don't like wait very much. I don't like waiting, but it is a part of life, and sometimes we just have to wait, even if we don't want to. But what if, instead of just waiting and being unhappy about it and just being in a useless place, what if we decided to make the waiting place a good place, something positive. What if we read a book or sing a song or draw a picture? What if we do something while we're waiting? That would help make it a little bit better, wouldn't it? You know, in church right now, we are in a waiting place. We are celebrating Advent. Advent is a waiting time. Do you know what the word Advent means? It means to come. What special day is about to come? What are we waiting for? Christmas, that's right. And that is a super exciting time, especially for children. That's when you get to open presents and you get to spend time with your family and you get a little break from school too. Christmas is an exciting time and we are waiting for that time to come. But instead of just waiting and doing nothing, we can be doing something. We can be thinking about what the true meaning of Christmas is. We can be thinking about giving to others instead of just receiving. 
we can be thinking about Jesus and his birth and what that means for our lives. We can be thinking about love and sharing that with other people. There are lots of things that we can think about that can make this waiting time joyful. It can make this waiting time special and better. We can be doing a lot of good things while we're waiting. And all of those things can bring us joy. That's right, joy. You know, today is the third Sunday in Advent and we are lighting the candle of joy. Jesus does bring joy into our lives. Now we are waiting for Christmas, that's true, but there is something else that we're waiting for. We are waiting for Jesus to return. Jesus said he would return. He would come back to us. So we are waiting for that special day to come. So what can we do while we're waiting for Jesus to return? Well, we can worship and praise him. We can serve him. We can share his love with other people. There are wonderful things we can do to help us wait for the return of Jesus. All of those things will bring joy into our lives. And when we feel the, lo the love and the joy of Jesus in our lives, then we are able to share that with others. And that is super special. Let's pray together, everyone. Please fold your hands. Heavenly Father, as we spend time in this waiting place, we look forward with great joy to the celebration of Jesus's birth and to the day when he comes again. Amen. All right, everyone, I hope you have a great day and I hope that you find joy in your heart while you spend time in the waiting place. This morning, our scripture reading is from the Old Testament book of Psalms in chapter 126. Listen closely to the word of the Lord for you today. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. They were filled with laughter and they sang for joy. The other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. This is the word of the Lord. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's lead story once again is Megastorm Hercules. Yes, and though it seems to be settling over the entirety of the continental United States of America, there is some good news. It is the storm of the century. It has utterly paralyzed our nation. On a brighter note, uh, people are really... It's already claimed the dubious title of the worst Hero. of all time. Thank you for that, Nancy. Why don't we take a look at the weather? Lately I've been really watching the nightly news Don't seem to find the rhythm, just wanna sing the blues Feels like a song that never stops Singing to the sky Give me strength to raise my mind 
Circumstances haven't changed. I guess our perspective can. Right, Randy? Couldn't said it better myself. This is Channel 13. Nancy Randy. You all look so good. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Come joy, lighten our spirits. Come hope, lift us from despair. Come peace, Ease our worries. Come love. Shine in us in all we do. Come Jesus. Set us free from all that robs us of the gift of your joy. To transform us into your joy-filled people. I want you to take a look at that bulletin. Go back to the Advent wreath lighting. It's amazing to me all that we proclaimed as we saw the Lopez Paffenroth family on the screen. Today we lit the candle and it's almost like we're afraid to let it out. In this pandemic, perhaps our hearts have grown a little cold. There hasn't been a lot we say to be joy-filled about. But today, there is joy. We don't just light the candle of joy. We let Christ in to be our joy, and we become joy to others. And so we have this story about joy that goes back to Mary when the angel Gabriel came to her and said that she would have this special child, a child who would save and deliver the people. And we proclaim today that God wants us all to have joy so I'd like you to repeat after me. 
God wants me to have joy. God wants you to have joy. And then the angel came to the shepherds and they were told that Jesus had been born. And what did the angel say? Do not be afraid. I am bringing you good news of great joy. So it wasn't just good news. It was good news of great joy. For who? For all the people. For unto you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And then we said in bold, we light this candle to remember that Christ is the bringer of true and everlasting joy. Christ can bring us joy despite any circumstance. Our scripture passage of the day, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, remember can be a powerful word in God's vocabulary. So these stories that we talked about in the Advent wreath lighting is our way of remembering that God does what God says. So God says, I come to give you everlasting joy. And we recount the stories of the people that came before us who in the midst of horrible circumstances were granted the gift of joy. And here's the best part. They didn't get in the way of it. They didn't rob themselves. Gave them. So do you know that 8,670 times, okay, I didn't count, I looked it up. In the Old Testament is the word remember. And then we go to the New Testament and we have Jesus saying, remember. So what are we to remember in our Bibles when we open them up to the promises of God, God's love, God, God's acts in the past, God's commandments. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Jesus' birth and his death and his resurrection because you can't have resurrection without the birth and without his death. Remembering leads to understanding. Remembering leads to hope. And hope leads to joy. And Jesus saying, remember I am always with you to the close of the age. You're here today, in person or at home. And wherever you are, we are together on this third Sunday in Advent. You know, only Jesus could make our sanctuary expand right out the doors into the homes and to the lives of all you who are live streaming with us this day. And today we are God's people, God's church. We always tell our children that the church is not the building, it's the people, because you can't contain the joy of God's people, of God's message of hope and faith and love. But how good it is, though, to be in the sanctuary. And not just this sanctuary. I bet someone out there is watching this service out in God's good creation somewhere. If I didn't see Jim Williamson here, I'd wondering if he'd be fishing while having the having the service on his, you know, iPad. So wherever you are today, Jesus has come to meet you here and to give you the gift of joy. Symbols of Advent are everywhere. For those of us who have been at Rosedale for a long time, we look forward to the big wreath on the back. We look forward to the hanging of the greens and we get the sanctuary so beautiful and those old symbols that we've seen for years bring us joy. And then there's new symbols to help us worship in the sanctuary today. Our new video production ministry, four tables up in the balcony, having us have a chance to worship and engage with one another, whether we're here on site or we're off site, to bring visual images for the first time to the words that are spoken. And then next to me, 
is a new Christmas tree, a new tradition that we're bringing. So it came up at a staff meeting that the flower uh, location that we had was going to have trouble getting all those live points set us to us. And then what if we wouldn't be able to invite people in? What if we didn't meet the quota at this beautiful place that we've had, and then somehow we don't even get the poinsettias on time? So we got to brainstorming, which the staff has done, oh, most weeks of the COVID season. How could we do something that would allow us to dedicate to those people who have come before us, who brought us joy, and those people who are with us now? Because every Christmas, Rosedale has a tradition that we purchase a live poinsettia and we dedicate that poinsettia to someone we love, past or present. And then when we come on Christmas Eve at our 5 o'clock or 10 o'clock, we get a little booklet and we get to see all those dedications of all those who have their names in that book. And then we decided what was really important was not the live poinsettia that we probably couldn't get. It was about dedicating and bringing up the names of those who mean so much to us. So you will notice on our Christmas prayer tree, that's what we've named it, there are names. You have begun to submit names of folks that you want us to remember and give God thanks for. And so here is my goal. The deadline is supposed to be tomorrow. And since Babs, our secretary, is probably watching online and can't yell back, I'm going to extend the deadline to Friday. It may be a tough week for me. I'm going to extend the deadline to Friday so that we can fill this tree with the names of all those who bring us joy. Come, Jesus. Set us free from all that robs us of the gift of your joy to transform us into your joy-filled people. You know, Psalm 126 is known as a thanksgiving and restoration psalm. And boy, do we feel like we need a little restoring. And to have joy, and not just to have it like happiness or a feeling, but a deep abiding joy from within what I love about this short psalm is that it's really about our hunger, our spiritual hunger, this thing that's within us that wants to have this joy. And we spend a lot of times in this culture in which we live trying to find joy and sometimes short-lived. When instead of being on our knees and groping in the dark, we recall that we have Jesus Christ to bring us the light in our darkness why settle for anything less than Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world? So those little verses in Psalm 126 tell a story about restoration. When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. So this is after the Babylonian exile. So for generations after generation, God's people had been exiled. And this is taking us back to the moment that they were brought back and reunited. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy and the other nations looked at us and said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. The Lord, yes, has done amazing things for us. What joy. Isn't it true? When we find ourselves depleted of joy, that we like to go back and remember a time where we felt joy filled. Sometimes, in order to find that joy again in the midst of the darkness of adversity, we have to go back and remember that God was faithful, that God is the one who can bring us back to joy. And that great little line in verse 4, Restore our fortunes, Lord, with streams, renew the desert. So in exile in the desert, the rains don't come very often. And this describes what can happen when God, we go back to God and we're restored to joy. It's like water in the desert. And those who plant their tears will harvest with shouts of joy. 
So God can even use our tears to bring us back to joy. In the season of COVID, I'm sure you have shed your fair share of tears. And even those tears can be like water in the desert because with God, they're like seeds and they return with the harvest. So in COVID and this pandemic, we have been about that darkness. We've been about our tears. And this is describing a day for the future of God's people then and the future of us right now <clears throat> that we will have our tears turn to joy just today, seeing one another, being in the joy-filled presence of this place. We can lean into the future with hope and joy. And we have to remember who we are, that we are God's children and we have been made for joy. I came across a story that really kind of tugged at my heart. And the line on the top of the story was, have you ever lost your wallet? Now, you know, if you've ever lost your wallet, you go into a, a frenzy. So this story was interesting because it reminded us that what do we hold in our wallet but the proof of our identity, right? Maybe a license for a car so that when we go on a plane or we travel, we can prove who we are. And often in a wallet, we have pictures of our loved ones, although now we have a phone that we carry and we can have our wallet and our phone. And we have even more pictures than any wallet could ever hope to hold. It tells our story as we move about in the world. So there was this guy, true story, named Bill Fulton, and he lost his wallet, but he didn't seem too panicked about it like the rest of us might be, maybe because he actually lost it in 1946. And 63 years later, after he'd pretty much forgotten about it, somebody found his wallet. Now, Bill's not exactly sure what were the circumstances that he lost his wallet, but he knows where he was. He was actually sitting on the old wooden bleachers at Baker Middle School in Baker City, Oregon, and it was probably during a basketball game when the Baker Bulldogs came along some forgotten now opponent. The Baker High School team played at the middle school back then, and there it sat under the bleachers, for 63 years, until one day Nathan Osborne was contracted to tear down those old post-World War II bleachers and put up the new bleachers. And then he had to go down and all of a sudden he finds a trail, right, of old high school stuff. There was old homework, a couple of old library books, a program from the 1964 talent show. And there it was, Bill's wallet. Now, he brought it back to the secretary. The secretary went back in the archives because Bill's name was in it. It was on a bicycle license. I didn't even know you got a license to ride a bicycle. <laughs> well, she went to his house and she actually handed him the wallet and he was shocked, right? How would you ever expect to get a wallet back after generations? And there it was, his social security card tucked in its usual place. Now, there wasn't any cash in it because back then he didn't have any money. But there was his little bicycle license. And there was the address to the house that he used to live in when he was a kid. And then all of a sudden, he says to her when he opens the wallet, I remember why I needed this bicycle license because I delivered medicine for Rod Mar drug. And while all those things were important to Bill, the real value for him was the memories that it brought back of a wonderful period in his life. After high school, Bill went off to Korea and he served in the war then to Berlin and back to Baker City, back home where he worked at a lumber yard for 30 years and he retired in 1994. And now Bill spends his days, it said at the time of the article, with his dog Smokey, just traipsing through the mountains, 
In his own words, Bill said he covered a lot of country since 1946. And where did all the time go, he asked with a deep sigh. It's hard to believe that the times have gone so fast. If only for a moment, feeling the leather of that wallet in his hands, he was reminded that his life's journey had been worth it. He was reminded of who he was and who he is. You know, finding something we've lost, especially something as valuable as a wallet, reminds us of who we are. It can cause relief and it can cause joy. But on this third Sunday in Advent, as we light that candle of joy, we celebrate the fact that God exposes what's been lost and perhaps hidden in us. And to borrow the words of the psalmist, restores us to joy. The people who were once lost and exiled, scattered and forgotten, would now be found and brought together and remember forever of what God has done for them. The psalmist teaches us that joy is not just a good feeling that comes spontaneously. Instead, we feel joy most intently after the resolution period of distress. It's one thing to live in God's grace when everything's going well. And it's quite another to experience the reality of that same grace after a period when we found ourselves a little lost, searching, maybe distant from God. You see, it's not just something you smile and nod about. The psalmist says repeatedly over and over, it's something you have to shout about, joy. Like Lent, Advent is a season of preparation, of self-examination, of repentance and restoration. And the culture around us celebrates joy of Easter and Christmas, but it's really more in a general sense of kind of that warm and fuzzy feeling connected to a holiday. Real joy though, it only comes after we've been willing to allow God to deal with our brokenness, which is what the season of Lent and Advent are designed to do. We can't really express the joy of being found, right? Unless we first have to name the fact that there are times in our lives when we kind of wander off and get lost and Jesus brings us back to joy. So we light the candle to proclaim the truth that we were meant for joy. We celebrate Jesus' resurrection even in Advent and on Christmas Eve because without his birth and without his death, it couldn't lead us to the joy of resurrection and eternal life. When we get lost, we know that God comes to find us and restore us. You know, Bill Fulton, he kept repeating, thank you, thank you, thank you, when his lost wallet showed up to his door in the hands of a caring school secretary. So on this third Sunday of Advent, it's an opportunity for us to say, thank you, God, for making us for joy, that we can discover our true identity as God's children that we're redeemed, that we can look back at the memories of our lives and we see the joy that God has brought, that we can look back and experience pain and hardship and difficulty and see that it was the light of Christ that brought us through. So who can you bring joy to this week? That's my question for myself and yours. Who can you bring a little joy to this week? See, even now, Jesus calls us to follow him. Let's hold on to him, onto his presence, so we can reflect light and joy in the world's darkness. Those candles of hope, a candle of peace, a candle of joy, God within us. And may God use our hands and our feet and our hearts and our voices for caring in loving all those whom we encounter. May God, who gives us this love and joy, that it can't wait until it meets Christ in a neighbor. So come, joy.
lighten our spirits. Come hope, lift us from despair. Come peace, ease our worry. Come love, shine in all we do. Come Jesus and set us free from all that robs us from the gift of your joy. Transform us into your joy-filled people. God bless you. Amen. My friends, as scripture reminds us, we have been blessed to be a blessing. And that has become apparent to all of us living in a global pandemic, hasn't it? For those who donate money to Rosedale, know that your offerings are sustaining vital ministries, including our ministries of worship, discipleship, and pastoral care. We acknowledge that there are many amazing organizations that take care of the least of these and are worthy of your giving. Know that regardless of where you donate your offerings, your offerings in God's hands can do far more than they can in our own. So let us now receive this morning's offering. God, because we have been given so much, help us to give more. Because we are loved so much, give us the strength to love more. Because we are accepted as we are, give us the to accept others without judgment or prejudice. Today we rededicate our lives to you with our offerings. We ask your blessing upon each one of our sisters and brothers in Christ around the world who will receive them. God of our lives, we give ourselves and our gifts to you with grateful hearts. Amen.
gates at the keeper's door It was for this a child was born To save a world so cold and hollow The sleeping town they did not know The lying in a manger low A savior king who had no come to heal our sorrow is there room in your heart is there room in your heart is there room in your heart for god to write his story Please join me in prayer. Awesome God and giver of love, we ask where to find you and you show us Christ. We ask who the Christ child came to save and you show us our own reflection. We ask how we are to live and you show us the manger, cross, and empty tomb. God with us, let your word love our eyes into seeing others. God with us. Let your word love our ears into hearing again the sounds of the crying creation. Give us hope to wait for the Savior even when we cannot hear the angels singing. God with us, God of compassion, our prayers go out to our hurting world, our brothers and sisters in Christ who have been the victims of war, terrorism, gun violence, injustice, viruses, natural disasters, and all those who have experienced incomprehensible loss. God with us, give us faith and hope in the Messiah when we are threatened by the Herods of this world. We confess that on this third Sunday in Advent, to light the candle of joy sometimes proves difficult.
we do not understand this world in which we live. What we do know is that you call us to follow you still, even now. You call us to hold on tight to your presence as you reflect light in the midst of the world's darkness. The candles we light this day represent your presence with us. Loving Lord, be with all of those on our minds and in our hearts this day for Jack, Denise, Sally, and Debbie. We place into your good care those who are grieving the loss of loved ones for Rick and Karen, the Barnes family, the Beadle family, the Eikhoff, Bruce, and Roos families, and the Coleman family. Comfort them as only you can. God with us, moved by the coming of Christ into our lives, we seek to be your people. Help us to live in faithful covenant with you and one another. Let the peace of Christ guide us, that his message in all of its richness will live in our hearts, knowing that his birth has forever changed us. With the confidence of Advent hope, we join our voices together praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Will you please join us in the benediction that you will find printed in your bulletin. In this world as it is, we anxiously await Christ. In this world as it can be, we await Christ with joy. We acknowledge this world is broken, yet we refuse to live in fear. For we know that joy comes in the morning, and our Savior is ever near. Amen. Amen.